The Biscuit is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Find out more at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. As our producer Andy Go always says, hello and welcome to a new offering from the Biscuit Podcast we're calling Who Built Me? In the wake of the study that ranked Charlotte 50th out of 50 major cities in the U.S. for social mobility, discussions about social capital and how opportunities are created for people have been taking place across the city almost nonstop. But the reality is there are no easy answers. Creating an environment where all members of our community are seen, heard, understood, included, valued, and provided for takes awareness, constant vigilance, and lots of commitment from every Charlatan. But it all starts with understanding. You know, what is social capital and how does it work? Even among the people that are talking about it, there are lots of definitions for it. And at least in our estimation, in a banking and business town like Charlotte, social capital can easily be mistaken for how financial systems work. Some people have lots of it. Some people have considerably less. And if you give of what you have to someone else, it's gone. You're somehow diminished. Now, that may be how money works, but that's not how we see social capital working. First of all, everyone, every person in Charlotte has something to give when it comes to social capital. Everyone has it. Everyone has knowledge, experience, concern, care, perspective, connections, and time that they can share and invest in others. I don't even like using the word invest because that's too financial. Social capital is about seeing people and helping them along their journey in whatever way you can. And both sides in those interactions come out richer for having interacted with and gotten to know each other. People have invested in each of us listening to this podcast. They helped build us. So we're asking charlatans to think about the time they spend with those around them particularly people that they have the opportunity to meet for the first time. Think about the power and responsibility each of us have to build those around us with what we have. Lawyer Brian Stevenson, who founded the Equal Justice Initiative, says that so many of our societal problems would be solved if we would just get approximate to the people who don't look like us, sound like us. They're not from where we're from, don't see the world that we see, that maybe they've had disadvantages where we've had advantages or flip side, they've had advantages where we've had disadvantages getting approximate to one another. So to help bring this point home, we've asked an amazing array of charlatans to tell one or two stories about the people who took time to help build them along the way. These are charlatans who have gone on to do incredible things and are shaping the future of our city. But even they had people who gave of what they had or what they didn't have and forever impacted their lives and enabled them to go on and do amazing things. And these are people who actively look to mentor and build those around them. Their stories will show us that everyone has something they can give, some nugget of social capital that may just prove to be exactly what the other person needs to move forward to create opportunities, and to become the best person that they could be. Now, today is really kind of personal. We chose for the first Who Built Me story, a charlatan who has made a profound impact on my life. 
Andy is speaking with Tony Freeman. Tony was instrumental in the early days of my career. I didn't know very much about business. I had tons of enthusiasm and lots of passion and also a lot of lessons to learn. Her patience, kindness, support, and even tough love. There was plenty of that. She's been as influential in my life as so many people who have known me since I was a small child. So much of how I conduct myself with my colleagues and how I deal with setbacks that come along the way came from Tony. And she could do that because so many people, and as you'll hear, especially one particular teacher did that for her. So here's Tony's Who Built Me story. What's yours? Welcome, Biscuit listeners, to Who Built Me. Today's guest is community advocate and nonprofit leader, Tony Freeman. Welcome, Tony. Hello. Hey, I'm so glad to have you here today. And uh, thanks for taking the time to speak with us. Now, Tony, you uh, have a long career in the arts and uh, community advocate advocacy. And, and of course, education plays a big role in that. And I know that you had a certain teacher in your past that played a big role in building who you are today. Can you tell me a little bit about Sister Edith Feltner? Yes, I can. In fact, I'm really pleased the opportunity to share this story. I met Sister Edith, my math teacher, my freshman year. And with her guidance, I was able to take honors class as my uh, junior, sophomore and junior years. Um, when it was time to register for the seniors honors class, I found out that the seniors honors class was the last period of the, of the day. Now in my high school, Andy, high school students in their senior year got to leave at lunchtime. This was a big deal, but you had to have a job and I was working at the YMCA and they had already promised me that I could have extra hours in the fall. So I did not sign up for the class. I was all in for working those extra hours. Well, my math teacher at this point, my mentor, my senior year, asked me why I missed the deadline for signing up for the honors classes. And I was really proud of myself and I explained my logic and I thought it was really clear. And so I thought I thought for certain she'd agree with me. Well, she didn't agree with me at all. <laughs> she not only gave me guidance to take the the uh, math class, but she told me to take it. So I had to think about it, but I, I, I had been working with her for several years and I really trusted her. So I really did take her guidance. Well, my senior year, I won a math competition and the money I won paid for 50% of my total four-year college education. So there were really two big lessons in reflection that I learned about this. The first was about mentorship. She was a game changer for me as my mentor. She really looked at what my skills were and really in an objective way helped guide my path and made me make decisions that were actually for um, for my better good and more than I even saw. She really had a, a longer view than I did. My view was somewhat clouded and short. She was thinking the long view. The other was um, I went to see her at the end of my senior year, and I wanted to thank her for her guidance because it had been so um, informative for me through my high school experience. And she told me at this point she was chair of the math department, and she told me she was leaving at the end of the year, too, that she had decided that she wanted to work with high school students in Mississippi. 
I realized that this mentoring relationship probably had impacted her too. At the time, I thought that I was benefiting more because she was the mentor. But I realized that in this experience that she was benefiting as well. And I learned that because later in life, in my professional career, I got the chance to become a mentor too. Most recently, um, I chaired a scholarship. I'm a member of Women Executives, and we support a scholarship program for women who are over 25 years old who are going back to college. We provide them money to um, to use for supplies and their tuition, and we support them at institutions here in the Charlotte area. But what's most important is that we match each of the scholars with a mentor. I've had a chance to be a mentor twice, and I realized that I really learn and benefited from Um, that experience as I think that they have as well. Our graduation rate is really high and I really do think it's because of the mentorship. It's the secret sauce that has made a difference in their lives. And I certainly know that it's made a difference in my life as well. So the second lesson I learned from this experience was about philanthropy. You know, we talk about time, talent, and treasure, and the money that I received from the scholarship that paid for 50% of my college tuition is probably the traditional way that we think about philanthropy. But really, I think that the experience of working with my math teacher, with her sharing her time and talent, and later me having the opportunity to do that well as well, certainly has helped me understand that time and talent, sharing our time and talent with others is a treasure too. So we can all be lifelong philanthropists. We all have the opportunity, depending upon what season or walk of life we have, to share experiences with others. This certainly has been an experience that helped build me and has helped make me who the person I am today. And Andy, I just hope that one day somebody has the chance to say that about me. It's probably the biggest gift and treasure that I can possibly imagine in my life. Well, that's that's wonderful, Tony. And thanks so much for sharing that. So mentorship and philanthropy, two of the biggest takeaways that Sister Edith Feltner was able to bestow for you. Um, another question here, Tony, can you tell me about a time that, uh, one particular moment, whether it was something uh, that she said or that she did in particular, that really drove the importance home of, of either the mentorship or the philanthropy, uh, side of the equation? Yes, I did. I can. Um, my freshman year, I won an essay contest that I wrote actually about the environment. Um, I didn't realize then, but it was it was about global warming and the changing of the environment. And although she was my math teacher, she made the decision and told the science teacher that she wanted to take me to the award ceremony. Now, Andy, I'm older than maybe some of your listeners, but back then we used to... <laughs> When we had extra time, we would go and watch the airplanes um, lift off. You know, it was before the Internet and a lot of other things, but that was really a kind of a cool experience. In high school, I won this contest. We were a little early, so we went to the airport to watch the planes take off. And she said to me, your life could be like these planes. Your life can take off, too. You can go and reach as high as you want to. Now, I came from a loving family, but 
to have a teacher tell me I have great potential and that I could really, really reach heights. It was so informative for me. It just meant a lot to me. Um, and that was just at the beginning of our relationship. There were many times that she really, really helped fortify my confidence um, and pushed me and um, reaffirmed who I am. Um, and, and let me just put this into context. I went to... Um, a girls' academy, and there were only four African Americans in my entire graduating class, and I was the only one who was in the honor society um, at my high school. So to have somebody who really kind of early on nudged me, you know, yielded great rewards. Tony, you've talked a lot about concepts like mentorship and philanthropy and being able to to guide people along as some of these key takeaways. How do you feel that those concepts manifest in not just the work that you do, but the person that you are today uh, as an adult? Well, I think that um, I think I wouldn't have been able to articulate that I was a philanthropist earlier in my life, but in reflection, I've always either done some work for the community as my vocation or as my avocation. And so I've either served on boards and given my talents and skills that way, or I've worked directly in the field of a nonprofit uh, sector for more, most of my career. So either I've worked in education or directly in nonprofits. And when I was, and when I was working in the for-profit sector, I was serving on boards for nonprofits in this community. Is there anything else that you want to say about the, uh, the value of having somebody like Sister Edith Feltner in your life and, and the impact that it had on you? Just that I learned the importance of having someone who has your best interests with nothing for them to benefit. I mean, there was no benefit to her to encourage me, you know, um, to have somebody who just did it out of the kindness of their heart, which is the purest gift that I think that we can give each other, who just wanted to help somebody to have a better life. And I have. I've had a much better life because of that. There is no way that um, my life would have turned out as well and as um, it is rich, rich in experience if it not had not been for teachers like her. And I'm sure there are a lot of people who can circle back and think about somebody who's influenced them. And so often it's a teacher. And that's why I think education is really important. Tony Freeman, that's all that I have for you. Uh, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to be on Who Built Me uh, with us here on the Biscuit Podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Tony Freeman's Who Built Me story. Who Built Me is a podcast series about the vital impact of social capital produced by Charlotte's Creative and Andy Go, And it's sponsored by Foundation for the Carolinas. Thank you.